I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the 19th episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton, and with me is Pharaoh. Yo, 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 what's up? How was your week? I feel like I haven't talked to you in like a while. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, well, you went out, you went on vacation, so. Yeah. But for me, I was playing Tower of Fantasy for most of the week. In a few short sentences, Mm-hmm. Give us your first impression so far of Tower of Fantasy. Uh, you know, it's a Genshin <laughs> knockoff. Um, it is cheaper than Genshin on poles, not nearly as polished as Genshin. Um, and it has obviously like a really high level sci-fi take on it. That's pretty much it. I I I think it's it's been crowned or not crowned. Um, it's been called the the Genshin Killer by people who play the game. I don't think it's the Genshin Killer in the slightest. I don't think anything will kill Genshin, honestly. Um, rightfully so. And I think that it, it's going to be fun to play for a while, but ultimately, I don't know if it has legs to last for a really long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like Tower Fantasy is probably the closest thing to something overtaking Genshin mm-hmm. but definitely does not have what it takes to do that as of right now yeah just just even looking just even playing it for like the first 10 minutes you can kind of see that Genshin just has way more love and care put into it compared to this game oh, yeah for sure and you can tell that if not copied it is heavily heavily influenced off of Genshin to a, a lot of different points. Like I'd I'd probably say like the only thing that may not be as like that may be influenced but not completely copied or feel like it's completely copied is the uh what do you call it? The relics. Because right. Genshin has what we call in Genshin gadgets, mm-hmm. but the relics are actually used in like solving puzzle challenges and stuff. Right. Uh, but I do agree that uh, the rates are way better Yeah, uh, for well, pulls. Like, yeah, the cost, the pity system, both of right. those are better for sure. Which which leads me to my next point is that I feel like Tower Fantasy alone just... Uh, who who made Tower, Tower Fantasy? Was it Level Infinite or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like their whole approach was, okay, let's just do this but make the rates better and then people will play our game and that's kind of like what they were banking on is that oh the rates are better so 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that they basically like their thing is we're not Genshin, we're a sci-fi Genshin, right? So there's like an aesthetic difference that can appeal to a different crowd, right? Or mm-hmm. you can basically you you can still play both and not feel like you're playing the exact same game, right? And then yeah, they they definitely push their rates or their rates higher and the cost lower just to grab more people from Genshin. Correct. But I also like Mihoyo because you know this game is definitely inspired heavily by Breath of the Wild. Uh, Tower Fantasy is definitely inspired even more so, you know, by Genshin. Like it's definitely Genshin ripoff without saying it's a Genshin ripoff. But at the same time, also Mihoyo has a level of professionalism to them that, in some ways, is honestly like unmatched in modern day gaming. In regards to their like um, their updates and stuff like that, like it is rare to ever find a company that sticks to updates like MiHoYo does. They literally have only ever missed one update, which they gave advance notice of and extra rewards for during COVID. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was once. So like that's the most respectful thing I've ever seen in a game company. And in today's time when you know game companies are pushing dates left and right and basically saying whatever we don't care just deal with it like i find that amazing this company though like it's done some really sketchy stuff like whenever the game uh oh interesting yeah whenever the game was um being promoted originally before its release tower fantasy basically they there was two big things that happened one was on their first trailer that they dropped, they saw assets from a different game on there. So this company literally ripped assets from another less popular game, uh, or I should say lesser known game at the time, ripped the assets from it, put it in their trailer so they had to do less work, basically, and then, you know, put a new skin on it, essentially. And um, they came out because everyone called them out on it and they were caught. They came out and said, oh, you know, we, we farmed this out to a different company and they did it, not us. You know, we're so sorry that that happened, but ultimately it's not our fault. And then a little while later, they did, they released another trailer and it was literally a shot for shot remake of another, once again, lesser known game. Um, and it was, it was legit shot for shot. If you see it side by side, it is the same exact trailer just skinned out to be um, Tower of Fantasy. So, and once that was released and people noticed it and it got really big news and exposure, they deleted the video and this time they didn't say anything because there was really not an excuse for it. So they just went silent and were like, uh, yeah, that we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. So they've done some sketchy stuff. Um, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so I don't. I certainly don't trust this company. Um, we'll see how it goes. It legitimately could have been just like, really really poor management in regards to handing out you know the promotional materials trailers and stuff like that to third-party companies which i mean that's typically fine lots of games do that but you know obviously you didn't send it to the right one if they're ripping assets and trailers from other games right so it could just be like really crappy luck on their part but i something tells me that Uh, there's something more nefarious going on the the fact that you said that there was a they, you know, said, oh, we did, we sent this to a third party and they did this. So it's not us. But then ex- the exact same thing exact happened. Same like, thing. yeah, you either have, you're either just really dumb or you have 
really big kahunas to try to pull it off twice in a row. So it almost makes exactly. me feel like they almost did it on purpose and kind of thought that the audience would be stupid enough to believe or stupid enough to think that, oh, they could. there's no possible way they do it again. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing, but either way, no matter what way you cut it, right, even if it even if you put the blame off on them again, at the very least, very, very, very poor management on promotional materials, no matter what, because if you can't if you can't catch that on a can't bother spending the time, you know, making sure and validating a, you know, one and a half minute trailer, what the hell are you doing with this multimillion dollar game? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, with that being said, uh, we have a Tower Fantasy crew. <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> I'm on the Starlight server. You are on the Solaris server. Yes. Which I yeah. haven't seen a single day since launch of Tower Fantasy where Solaris was less than red. So it's been, it, so it's red, but now it's, I mean, it's, it is occasionally red, I should say now, but okay. the wait time is never like I think the only time I ever experienced a wait time today was once, and it it said I was in fifth place, so it really just took maybe ten seconds till I got in. Mm-hmm. So there's I expected you know like a little bit of a backup the first two days, but you know this is the issue is that we have lots of people, including YouTubers, going onto this server that we know. Guild membership is a hundred and eighty at the cap. So huge guild membership. So you want something that's heavily pop- populated because if you try to play long term, you know, the game's popularity is going to go down over time. So if you're stuck in a server where there's not a lot of people to begin with, it's going to be harder and harder to get people to play with. And in an MMO, that's not really what you want. So that that's kind of how I look at it. So the way that I look at it, and it's kind of playing devil's advocate, but half the reason why I chose to stick to my server is because I there are three characters in that game that I actually wanted, and I got mm-hmm. all three of them in a row on three different ten pulls, which oh, I thought wow. was kind of crazy. Yeah. So I got them all, and now I was just like, okay, uh, what do I do now? I'm probably not going to get so lucky. So that was like 75% the reason why I wanted to stick to my server and then the other half is well and i kind of took what you said and i thought about it and i was like you know i should probably just start a new character see how my pools go on Mm -hmm. solaris but then i thought honestly this game doesn't really seem like it's going to hold a huge player base at least enough for me to care about playing still like beyond a couple of months or so right and another thing that is extremely important to remember is that youtubers are I think the title of influencer kind of goes hand in hand with YouTubers. Yeah. So I feel like it takes one YouTuber to not enjoy a game and to stop playing. And then their whole kind of following just follow suit. And then when, you know, you have influencers and YouTubers in your server they're they could potentially take like 50% of the population right then and there. That's also kind of the reason why I didn't want to go. It's kind of like the exact opposite of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If, the game doesn't really do that well, which I feel I, like I'm going to go and play with play it when I don't have anything to do in Genshin, but I have things to right. do in Genshin every day, if not every week. So it's like a back burner game while I'm fin- like when I'm done finishing the battle pass in Genshin or waiting for the next update. But yeah, I know I know what you mean. I th- I do think it, I think you have a point with uh, 
if YouTubers call it off, basically. I think it'll take a chunk, but that being said, I don't think it'll take, like, the whole crew. I think overall it'll still play safer popularity-wise, um, or I should say population-wise, the mm-hmm. way I'm doing it, but it's just a guess. I have no idea. But right. regardless, outside of that, I, I do think, like, I really want to see what happens to the game's popularity in general because, like I said from the beginning, and like you just said, I I just don't know if it has the legs to stay in for the long term. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, because it's just like, it is so comparable to Genshin at the end of the day, and Genshin is still, in my eyes, quite a bit better. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would is, say significantly better. Yeah, is, is what it is, I'd say. Uh, We got a huge episode for you now that we just ranted about seven minutes worth of tower fantasy (laughs) uh we'll start with our giveaway so this giveaway is now over so we're going to announce the winner of the giveaway but how this works is for hitting uh over five thousand plays uh i did a welcome moon giveaway Mm -hmm. and that was for members of the discord and we had i think a few people join so Mm -hmm. i'm going to do a random number generator and I basically gave everybody who reacted to the message a number starting from the top all the way down. And I'm just going to pull a random number. And then I'll announce that winner on the show. There we go. Huge key? I believe that's how you say it. Y-U-J-K-I. So congratulations again to Welkin Moon. That's about 3,000 Prima Gems for you to save up for 3.0 or really whoever you want. But we have a ton of new characters coming out. So congratulations and I'll DM you in the discord and all that. So we'll probably do another one sometime soon. I like doing these because they're super easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun, but congratulations. Uh, we do not have a review reading this week, but if you guys are interested, please, it helps us out tremendously where you guys leave a review in Apple Podcasts or even if you leave a review on Spotify, it helps uh, other listeners or listeners of the show find us or anybody who's really looking for a Genshin Impact podcast. Uh, if you leave a review, let them know how you like about or let us know how you like the show. We'll read it on the show, but also helps uh, people find our show a lot more easier. If you guys are interested in that, please leave us a review. Greatly appreciated. Um, and without further ado, we'll get into the news. Mm-hmm. We're going to start off with the books entry collection, which is now available on the Hoyo Wiki. So this is kind of just for like lore nuts. So if you go on Hoyo Lab, you can check this out. Even if you just search like book entry collection or books Hoyo Wiki on Hoyo Lab, you can go to the library in the Hoyo Wiki and you can basically see all of the books that you could get in the game and look back at all the lore. So if you're a lore nut, this is for you. I can't wait to listen to a YouTube video that breaks down all the good stuff for me from this. <laughs> I will say that if you if you do want to listen to a video or watch a YouTube video on any of the lore, I highly advise you listen or watch Island XD's video because he is a lore theory uh mm-hmm. What is, what is it called? Yeah, theory crafting. Oh, so okay. he is a big lore theory crafter, but he really digs really deep and goes into how all the different lore, how the artifact lore. So if you don't know, you every artifact has a piece of lore. 
A lot of the artifacts tie into the actual lore of the story. And he goes into how a lot of the lore in Genshin actually ties to real life cultural history and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend checking and out Honkai, Island. right? You think he's a big player of Honkai as well? Yeah. Yeah, he is a big Honkai player. So if you guys are interested in Honkai, uh, definitely check it out. Because I believe he does more Honkai than Genshin, but his Genshin stuff is really good. Yeah, plus there's the story, or, you know, conspiracy theorist story crossover between the two games as well, which I know he he's done some stuff on, so that's cool. Yep, absolutely. So our next piece of news is a little bit bigger in the sense that it's about versions 3.0 to 3.2, and... In future, uh, so it basically says in the future versions from 3.0 to 3.2, the version duration will be adjusted to five weeks. Which, what is it at now? Isn't it? Um, I think it's I think it's longer. So I think it's six, right? Six weeks. Yeah. Okay. So they say at the same time the project team will adjust the version content plan accordingly without reducing the gameplay content of each version. Right. So we're getting more content, but in a shorter amount of time. So this is really good. Yeah, I think that they're doing this actually, or maybe, to catch back, back up. up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which is really nuts to think about because I would say that the delay, which really mm-hmm. even wasn't that long. I don't even believe it was more than four weeks, if that. And yeah, I think it was like two two or three. No, maybe not two, but like three. I think it was like three or four. Right, but it's it's literally taking them four months to catch up just from missing those few weeks. Yeah. So, well, it does say 3.0 to 3.2. So, so yeah, that would be yeah. about three months. So maybe a month for each week that they missed or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I think it's basically putting back in, you know, a week that it took out, you know, each, right. each update. So yeah, it, it's about, you know, a little under a month or a month. Yeah. So during the version 3.0 to 3.2 timeframe, the experience required for each battle pass level of the battle pass system will be adjusted to 900, originally at 1,000. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is really great. So before you had to get to 1,000 for each level, generally you could probably, if you did everything, you probably would get 10 levels each week. Now you're probably going to get, well, the so the cap's probably going to stay the same, so you'll probably get maybe an extra level or two. So, But the battle pass period it sounds like it will stay the same unless they just update it around the the version update probably i would think they'd probably just do that yeah they don't mention how long the battle pass period is or if they're if it's going to change they they don't mention that considering they're they're adjusting the experience needed i i imagine it's just going to match up with the update right yeah uh version 3.0 is expected to be updated on august 24th so we got about 10 days as of this recording when this goes live it'll be nine nice version 3.1 is expected to be up updated on September 28th, so about a month and four days, roughly. Mm-hmm. Version 3.2 is expected to do update on November 2nd, so a little over a, mo- a month and a week, right? Yeah, something like that. Or, yeah, close to a month and a week. And mm-hmm. then we have version 3.3, which will update on December 7th, so about a month and a week as well. So we already have you know, preliminary dates for the next four versions, technically, which is really cool because I, I, I really like this because now I can just plan everything out. Yeah, I agree. It's nice having the dates for them. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Evermotion mechanical painting gameplay details. Uh, I'm not going to read all of the ins and outs of the gameplay details, um, but this event is running from 
the 12th of August, so about two days ago, and it's running until the 22nd, which will be like right before the update for 3.0, basically. Uh, to be eligible for this update, you need to be Adventure Rank 18 or above, and you need to complete the Archon Quest Prologue Act 3, Song of the Dragon and Freedom, which is fairly early in the story. And that's because Felix, the uh, NPC who helps you with this or starts the event, is actually in Mondstadt. So you don't have to go very far to start this event. Um, you get about 60 Prima Gems for each part of the challenge. And... You get a bunch of Mora, Hero's Wit, and you get Weapon Ascension materials, and that's pretty much it. And then at the end, the last piece of the uh, of the event, you get the Evermotion Mechanical Painting. Um, I'm not like I said, I'm not going to go really deep into how you do this, but basically, you change out gears and try to connect one piece of the painting, quote unquote painting. Uh, mm -hmm. to make the final gear spin, basically. That's really it. Uh, how are you liking this? I, I already know how, you know, what you think, but... <laughs> right. I I actually do um, like this, just because I think little puzzles like this are, are fun, and uh, it's one of the things that they actually do pretty well. Um, I like things that, you know, uh, instead of like, how should I say, kind of more monotonous quote-unquote puzzles that they do like the uh, the other event that they have going on right now with the four different types or three different types of gameplay ah gotcha you know, like the raid and everything like yep that to me is just kind of mad but this is like a you know a, a totally different type of puzzle that doesn't even involve your traveler or anything like that so i do like this kind of stuff they did one a while ago with like the origami thing i actually really like that one a lot too origami oh reasons. yeah i yeah. actually did really like that one yeah, with the shadows. So those kinds of things, I'm a yeah, exactly. Those kinds of things I'm a sucker for. So I I I am enjoying this one so far. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's I like that I'm earning rewards for Genshin, but I don't actually feel like I'm playing Genshin. I feel like I'm playing a completely different game. Yes, exactly. Which sounds weird because you're like, I'm so glad I'm not playing Genshin, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice to have something that's a little different from normal Genshin gameplay. Yeah, but it's kind of the same feeling that I get when I do the uh, web events. I still, I like the thing I want them. I'm just waiting for them to bring it back because I love it so much. The tower defense event. I forgot what it's called, but uh, we're talking about that one is amazing. Uh, Theater Mechanicus. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm, I'm sure we'll that see that back. with like the next big festival that happens. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get into that. But they, they talk about a festival in Sumeru. I could only assume that when that festival comes around, is when we'll probably mm -hmm. get that event because it happened it happened in the Inazuma festival which was was that the Iridori? I think so. And then the Lantern Rite, the first Lantern Rite I think was uh was the first time that event came out because I didn't play the Theater Mechanicus until Inazuma. But I know yeah. that they like actually brought the event back but made it better and I heard like people were raving about it when it when they when they announced that it was coming back so yeah exactly and they did such a good job um, i hope that they expand upon it whenever they bring it back too but yeah it's it's good stuff yeah all right we have next piece of news is the sumer promotional video which came out it was like a 40 second video uh basically shows all of the new characters that we're going to see in sumeru so far that have been already previously announced but it is in 
such a good in such a very well animated if anything this made me want a genshin anime so much more than i previously wanted oh i feel you dude yeah definitely but basically we have a character uh and it was nahida which is mm-hmm. the little girl the little dendro uh girl yeah the chibi yep uh the like the dendro clea i think i i said last episode yeah that's right how did you feel about this? But obviously, uh, Nahida's actually narrates the whole video. But yeah, how did you, how did you feel about this? You like it? Yeah, I dug it. Uh, I'm always into anime like things um, that take my IPs that I I like and adapt them into an anime. So definitely not against that. In fact, would love to have more of it, just like you. Saw my boy Sino in there. He was crushing it. He was fighting. I think, yeah, I know. He was going up against who was it? Al Haytham. Al Haytham. Yeah. And it looked really good too. Yeah, dude. I can't wait till he comes out, man. I'm so pumped about that. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, looked really good. For audio listeners, there's a point in this trailer where uh, Sino and Elhytham are fighting, and Sino like drags his pole arm in the sand and like flicks sand up in the air, mm-hmm. and then Elhytham kind of just like breaks through the sand with his sword. So we we now can confirm that uh. Which we had kind of already assumed that Sino was going to be a polearm user, but now we know that mm-hmm. Halitham is going to be a sword user, um, yeah. just based off of his uh, off this video. But that was like really cool that like he just like kicks up sand, and I couldn't help but think it'd be so cool if when you like use his skill or something that he actually does that and it like stuns enemies. I think that that is very basic <laughs> compared to. What like I want like crazy animations, crazy. I mean, abilities. as like a as in like an effect almost. Oh, okay, as like a little effect. Yeah, yeah whenever he does like his yeah. auto attack pattern or something. Yeah, like sure, just how sure. like Mona's puts everything in a bubble and they're like stunned, like they can't move. Um. Yeah. I mean, like as as long as that's a little little detail. Of no, the that's it. No, that's on. it. Every time you use a normal attack, yeah, you just, just flick sand boom, up, and that's it. Pick up stand. Yeah. No combos yeah. or anything. I will say it seems like every single awesome character in this game though has a pole arm. So it's yeah. probably gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got Shogun, you got Zhong Li. Who else? That's the only two you need. No, <laughs> no, no. Amazing. Uh you have Chow. Chow. Yeah. Ch- Chow. Are you kidding me? All right, I'm that's the end of the episode, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh Pharaoh won't be joining How us on I, our next wait, wait, wait. episode <laughs> next week. How am I blanking? Um, hold on a second, hold on a second rate and review the podcast and uh have a good week i'll, I'll see you guys when sumaru comes live i'll find a new co-host chow animo chow edgelord chow sasuke oh duh okay yeah sorry he's not right. sasuke i love chow just <laughs> trying to jog pharaoh's memory it doesn't look anything like sasuke but no. yes 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 uh, i can't believe i actually like forgot his name for a second yeah <laughs> but yeah okay who else uh, what are the other ones shangling who's the cooking the cooker yeah but i mean yeah she's part of the you know the national team so correct she's a staple yeah so. um god mode character there pole arm someone is screaming their favorite character right now while like while we struggle to name the rest of the pole arm users but i'm actually pulling up a thing right now for it toma uses a pole arm but he's uh, kind of favorite character oh yeah. god we're gonna get um, so much hate for Yen- that <laughs> yenjin okay yeah um, she's great yeah, she's very good in very niche circumstances, but she becomes like god mode character in the niche circumstances. Uh Shenny. Oh, Shen He. Yeah. Shen He. Such yeah. 
really badass character, especially in that yeah. cutscene where the traveler is kind of like, um, well, the traveler gets messed up from Osile, the water dragon mm-hmm. in Leeway. Oh, yeah. Chef's kiss. So Super good. Epic, yeah. Um, oh, who Tao or Tao? Who Tao? Yeah. Uh, you know, no, she's, uh, I mean, she's one of the best characters in the game for sure. So definitely her, I guess, uh, Rosaria and, and Toma basically are the two losers of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> His words, not mine. I do not endorse this. <laughs> but yes, but, yeah, yeah. but they—that's that, really that's pretty good for the category. Only two of them out of the bunch. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I think the biggest piece of news right now that we're about to cover is Paimon's paintings version sixteen emojis are now available. We can agree on this. Um, the set looks really good. It features Haizo, Yoimiya, Kazua, Jinyan, Fischl, and Mona. So instantly the best, obviously, because Mona's is in there. I think actually the coolest one of the bunch is Fischl. Is uh, yeah, Fischl's chilling underneath the sun umbrella. Yeah, drinking like a tropical pina colada and uh, with sunglasses on. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Princess and Diva Erdelung. Yeah, right there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are now available. Like I mentioned before, pretty sure they're just on Hoyo Lab right now. I don't think that they're in the game just yet. And then last but not least, we have the Genshin Impact mini drama special. So this was something that me and Pharaoh just watched before we started recording because the news literally came out today. So it is about three. It's three episodes. Each of them is about three minutes long. The last one is a little over four and a half minutes. And it basically shows, um, well, the first two are what could have been two really cool relationships if two guys uh you know kind of um how pharaoh says shot their shot their shot shoot 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 their shot shoot their shot shoot your shot is the term but yeah right in this case the past tense so yeah they be, they uh, are very hesitant to talk to two girls that they that they like or i'm assuming genders at this point but two people who they they really like in school uh because they find out that they both enjoy Genshin Impact. It's a mini drama se- series. Um, and then the last one, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, check it out if you like it. <laughs> I'm I, I, spoil it. <laughs> uh, oh, um, but it. Please at me if you're that upset about <laughs> us spoiling this mini drama series for you. <laughs> but it, I thought it, I thought it was cool. I, I don't, I'm not reading too much into it. Uh, um, yeah, I know. I know Pharaoh's thoughts, but I'll let I'll let Pharaoh take it away. Pharaoh's being very controversial this episode. Uh, nothing. I I I think that this. I just find it hilarious that this is basically like a, you know, from a Genshin perspective, uh, it seems like just an advertisement of like you play Genshin, you can get laid, and just don't forget to shoot your shot. That's basically what they're saying. From a China perspective, I was joking around saying that they must be in cahoots with uh, Genshin on this because they're, I don't know if anyone knows this or not, but China's repopulation rate, like the replacement rate is one of the lowest it's been in a very, very long time. So I was saying it's funny to think of uh, them coupling up with this to try to basically boost their replacement rate statistics. It's statistics, people. 
Don't get mad at me. I don't know if that's <laughs> offensive or not. It's just how it is. But, well, yeah, now that funny stuff, you know, you and you, you mentioned this earlier, and now I'm kind of mm-hmm. kind of starting to agree with you, especially because it, this can't be about Genshin. It can't be because like Sumeru's coming out, so you would think like they could have done anything else. Yeah, but they chose to do this, so I can kind of see where I'm you're coming saying, from. Yeah, they. Who knows? You know, conspiracy theories out, but I'm just saying it, it is definitely <laughs> at its core. Well, all it's doing is basically like, guys, you know, Genshin's super cool. You know, chicks play it too. Shoot your shot. You know, get married, have babies. Boom. That's all. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. Yeah. Although there were no babies <laughs> in here, so but no babies yet. Heavily implied with the ending. True. Very true. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We're going to hit all the nails on the head with the special program live stream that happened this past weekend. And then we'll wrap up the show with wish and question of the week when we come back. And we are back from our break. And before we get started, did you watch the, did you see the trailer? It was like the, obviously the very start of the live stream, but I don't know if you caught it right away. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, so I saw the trailer. I watched some of the live stream, um, but I, I watched the trailer afterwards basically. Um, but yeah, I saw it all. Yep. Uh, the trailer basically sh- is a very quick summary if you didn't have a chance to watch the live stream and you were in a rush the trailer basically summed it all up for the most part but yeah but again i, I really like the trailer so yeah it basically it I mean it took a lot of the things that we kind of already knew talked about some of the characters a little bit um went into the i think this was the video that went into the reactions a little bit more as well mm-hmm. right or am i am i thinking of something else wait what was that is this one of the, is this the video? Cause there was two videos that came out after the live stream. One was like a breakdown with interviews and then the other one was a, just a trailer. I think that this one is just the trailer. This was the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In, in the other one, they spoke a little bit more about like the blossom reaction or the, I'm sorry, the bloom reaction and things like that. Yep. But yeah, this one was basically just kind of a, a summation of everything that we've seen from the previous trailers. Yeah. So, did you like this format of the live stream more than like the chibi art and the voice actors or no? Uh, overall, probably. Yeah. Really? I feel like it's, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like my it's... wife hates the chibi stuff. Yeah. Like whenever they come on, she thinks it's super annoying. Like because the, because it's scripted, it's, it's, you can very easily tell that when they have the voice actors come on, that it's all very scripted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she hates it. So when she mm-hmm. saw that it was like this, because she d- doesn't really care about Genshin at all, she saw this and she was like, oh, it's not the chibi, like, crap. And I was just like, 
yeah, don't hate on the chibi stuff. Like it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is uh, no matter what. Like I think it is a, a good way to do it. So, so yeah, they basically sat down. There was one like the host of the uh, special program, and he kind of walked around and interviewed a bunch of different uh, members of the team that worked on version 3.0 and they kind of explained everything instead of you know seeing Aether sit down with two characters generally the characters on the wish banner which which is what I was really looking forward to because you kind of figured that they'd probably have Tanari up there with his voice actor but that's not what we got so uh we'll break this down I'm reading a post off of Hoya Lab by Sora Hoshina so really check it out Sora does really great stuff um but we're going to start off with the wish banners so we have mm-hmm. phase one and phase two. Phase one is going to be Tanari and Zhongli as the five star characters for phase one. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely upset about this. Why? Well, because I need both characters. Don't get Tanari at all. Well, calm down. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't get her at all, dude. It's him. It's him. <laughs> him. That's right. Oh, God. I keep doing that. I don't know. Something about the hair, I guess, that gets me. Probably. But, but yeah, like I, this is important to note, actually, about this character. Right. But, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. yeah. I'm not going to... I will not leave that out for sure. Um, okay. So, Zhongli and Tanari are going to be the the first two five-star characters in version 3.0. Alongside of them will be Kali. And Kali will be... Kali? I'm pretty sure it's Kali, but... I'm, Kali, Yeah. yeah. Or Kali. They they pronounced it different than what I was saying before, but I'm just going to say Kali. I'm pretty sure it's oh, different. They? Yeah, no, they did. I thought it was Kali. I think it's okay. Kali, but whatever. I'll say it right next week. The <laughs> <laughs> um, She will be alongside of both. So whichever one you choose to pull on, she will be there. She will not be on phase two. So if you do want her, you do not... Yeah, you. if you want her, you will need... You should be pulling on the Tanari Zhongli banner. And that's mm-hmm. to say, did they say, correct me if I'm wrong, but is she going to be a given character in the story or like an event? Is If it, I remember correctly, she was a given character. Okay. She's a free character that you'll get. Right. Yeah. So if you, Which, if you don't want any constellations for her, then you, you shouldn't. And if you don't want Tanari or Zhongli, obviously, but if you don't want constellations for her and you just want to save your Prima Gems for her, uh, future character, you're going to get a free one from the event. That's what I kind of thought, but... So, yes. Now, the important thing about Tanari, which Pharaoh was going to mention, is that Tanari is not an event-exclusive character, which means he will be moved over to the standard Wish banner after version 3.1. So, not 3.0, 3.1. So, mm-hmm. after 3.1, he will move to the standard banner, which means you can find him on the standard banner... Uh, a lot of people are speculating that we're going to probably get uh, Albedo on the standard banner as well, but I don't know Why? because that would mean that they'd have a five-star of every single element on the standard banner, but I don't agree with this. Oh, do they not have a five-star Geo on the standard banner? No, they, they don't. don't so. yeah. um, but that's just what people were thinking. I don't know if they would actually do that. I think that if they were going to do that, they'd do it a long time ago. I feel like they have established Albedo as a very important lore character. Like, he's just too prominent that to put in the standard banner, I feel like, up to this point. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so plus I think that also like one of the things, well, I don't know if this actually like adds any weight to anything, but Geo is like the only element that doesn't really react with anything, so it's not really necessary to have a Geo character for any particular thing. I mean, um, unless you're Edo main. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm with you there, but <laughs> with with everything else, like you know, you kind of need those other elements for particular things involving the story, even. So, right. I don't know if that holds any weight because chances are you're going to hit a four star character of that element type before anything else. So. Sure, and I don't know. Plus, you're yeah, that's true. So. What that basically means is, is if you're not bent out of shape about getting Tanari right away, or you just really want Zhongli or Zhongli constellations, and that's where you plan on spending all your primos, obviously just skip out on Tanari because you can always get Tanari on the standard wish banner. The only thing like I don't like about that is, or not that I don't like, because it makes it easier to decide on who to pull on first if you want both, which is mm-hmm. kind of the boat that I'm in. That means that he this will be the only banner, most likely, right? Because he's getting moved to the standard banner. Well, what's what's commonplace for all the other standard five-star characters on that banner? Mona, Deluke, they never get their own event wish, which means their drop rates mm-hmm. are super low. So if you want Tanari, you almost want to pull on him now because he now he has a drop rate boost. Where when he goes to the standard banner, you will no longer have that boost. They will be like the Deluke, the Mona, the uh, Chi-Chi. Like, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword almost. I mean, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's like one of those things where we're going to have to wait. At least those people outside of people who just like love the character, don't really care about the strategy at all um, or the spending of primos. Like, you know, if you love the character, get the character, right? But if you're like, I think for most people, if you want to just like wait and see how good they are on a release and how meta they are, um, that's probably not a bad idea. Cause you're right. Like it does make it hard to target right after this. Um, but you know, don't forget like this also means that they will be available not only in the standard va- banner, but that they will be like, uh, you know, oops, if you fail your 50, 50 on, flavor of the week banners that's true that's true so so if we lose 50 50 we might not lose it on gene or deluke or chi chi anymore it might be tanari i feel like i'm going to be screaming at my screen multiple times throughout my life at tanari for popping up against my 50 50 so you think tanari is going to replace chi chi I think I think Tanari is going to replace Gigi. It's not going to replace Mona or Jean. Oh, which rem- well, okay. At at wish of the week, I'll talk about my terrible luck. But um, okay. But yeah, either way, I personally am not going to be pulling on Tanari unless they're God mode like Dendro Ganyu. Which don't get me wrong, it like skill and ability wise, it, it seems she's very yeah. similar to Ganyu. I mean, not burst. Oh n- no, no, yeah, yeah, not not. We'll burst. get into that though. But yeah, I was just gonna say, I personally am probably gonna be passing because I think that the Dendro Archon is probably gonna crush everything. So gotcha. I'm saving up for that. Okay, soon. fair enough, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> unless it's like Venti, where Venti's not really crushing much. That was the first one. Like he'll get a pass. I think okay. he needs a bit of an update, anyways. But yeah, I agree. All right, so Zhongli Tanari. All I will say about this is just make sure. With this, since you have a couple different options, 
that you really just focus on at first, if, especially if you want both characters, you most people will want to pull for Zhongli first and then use the remaining Primos for Tanari. This is a good time for me to plug this a little bit. So in the Discord, I think it was like two months ago, I did 100 pulls for Edo constellations because I wanted Edo at, I think, C2. And then I needed a bunch of Kuki and Goro constellations. So I did that and I pulled three three Edos, one Mona, which was like f- insane. I am doing another one of those in the Discord. So I'll be live streaming a pull session. This time, instead of 100 pulls, I'm going to do 125, roughly 125 pulls for first Zhongli and then anything remaining is going to Tanari. So nice. I am going to do that in the Discord. So join the Discord and that's going to be on the 27th. So I think three days after the the update, that's on a Saturday and that allows me to kind of just play Genshin all day long and try to just farm as many gems as I can to kind of push that. I, I, I did the math. It's pretty much like 12, 100 pulls and then whatever mm-hmm. primos I can kind of get in between. But that was just like doing quick math between the welkin the battle pass the shop reset when i say the shop reset i mean like the masterless star glitter right um and then dailies plus the money that i plan on spending so i'm probably i'm sure that's probably going to be a little bit more but my goal is literally c0 of both characters so as long as i don't lose any 50 50s i'm and i have decent luck i should be good um yeah i will talk about my luck which I'm totally regretting what I did this past week during Wish of the Week as well. So, Same, so yeah. Uh, okay. Um, phase 2. Phase 2 is going to be uh, Ganyu. So this will be her her second rerun, so her third banner. And mm-hmm. Kokomi, which is also her second rerun third banner. Yeah. So Ganyu... Really? This is her... Yeah, because she... third banner? Yeah. She had her rerun with Raiden. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. She was kind of like the Yoimiya of her update because people were like, oh, they heard about like the negative 100% crit rate or something like that. And yeah. people were like, nope, pass. But then her next banner, people actually did pull on her more because, you know, people just made, you know, uh, first first uh, first impression assumptions because of the negative, the negative 100% crit rate or whatever. So... But I do know that this is her second rerun. Yeah. Um, so second rerun for both these characters. Uh, alongside of them will be the new character, Dory, who is the, now that we saw the trailer, it's completely confirmed that she is the Claymore user, which we, I know me and you both knew from leaks already. So, yeah. um, but we know that she's a Claymore user and she is the Electro user. She's like the one that's the merchant. So she's yep. the four star that will have the rate up alongside of Ganyu and Kokomi. Are you gonna pull on this banner at all? Like I, I actually really want Dory um, more than I mean, like Kokomi. If I was gonna pull on one of them, it'd be Kokomi, especially since I heard that she's actually gonna be really, really, really overpowered, especially with Dendro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's tempting, but I just don't. After all of my failure with my pulls recently. I don't think I'm going to, but I okay. am going to be really upset about missing out on Dory because Same. she's a really cool character. Uh, I'm I'm a Gan I was a Ganyu main. Ganyu was the first mm-hmm. character that I actually spent money on because Ganyu was my first waifu. Don't tell Mona, but <laughs> Ganyu. I saw Ganyu's character and I thought, oh man, this is really cool. And then I remember watching Tectone 
for like the very first time and he mm. spent like a ton of money trying to get Ganyu and his pulls were like insanely bad uh yeah. to the point where he was screaming but when he got Ganyu when is he not screaming true uh <laughs> but when he actually pulled Ganyu he ran her through a domain and cleared it within like literally like 25 seconds yeah. and i remember Ganyu's incredibly good but she's boring as hell yeah I instantly pulled on her then, so but I will nice. probably most likely pull on Ganyu again just to see if I really just want Dory. I kind of explained this before, but I plan on pulling on the Ganyu banner, hoping that I don't get Ganyu, hoping that I get one Dory, and then I'll probably stop. Okay, so Tanari is our five-star Dendro bow user. Um, he has a normal attack. Conda Barrier Buster aim shot has two charge levels and can be charged to fire a wreath arrow, which will generate homing cluster bloom arrows after hitting. Very cool. I like that they home uh, a lot yeah. because you kind of like you're going to apply Dendro on the home and not if you miss with the shot, most likely isn't going to matter. He also has a elemental skill, Vajana Fala Mine. His elemental skill creates a um, field that creates mysterious illusions that taunt opponents and decrease the next three wreath arrows charging time. So I think up to this point, talking about his normal attack and his skill, he's probably a main DPS. Um, his elemental burst fashioners, Tanglevine shaft fire a great number of homing Tanglevine shafts. These Tanglevine shafts will create secondary shots after hitting. So, very similar to Ganyu's play style in the sense that the skill taunts enemies, but the Ganyu's skill actually does AOE cryo damage because the taunt will actually explode after a certain amount of time where this kind of just gives Tanari a buff. Yeah. And his burst um, is really just one big arrow plus a few homing shots all at once. Where Gan uses really like a uh, AOE dot that just applies cryo to everybody inside. So, yeah. not exactly the same, but very comparable. Tanari's exploration talent will display the location of nearby resources unique to Sumeru on the minimap. So, very similar to uh, uh, Goro and Inazuma. Yeah. So, animations look cool. Yeah, animations look pretty cool. Just kind of a boring character, in my opinion. Like, just like Ganyu, I think they're both kind of boring are you not a fan of the bow users really <clears throat> i'm not a fan of charge shot bows bow users. okay gotcha um that's really what because i like yoimiya right like i mean you're never gonna be charge shotting with her for the most part right so. she's just like a machine gun yeah so i i don't mind her but even then i do think that she is like a little bit more on the boring end but at least you have the explosions to make you feel better um, oh yeah but yeah, like, I don't know. I just, this one, it doesn't have me super hyped. Gotcha. No worries. Yeah, I was just just wondering because uh, I, I really like the animations. I love just how his character looks, the different colors that he has. So I don't know. I'm just really excited for Tanari. Yeah. Dory. Uh, Dory. Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Uh, Okay. Dory is a four-star rarity Electro Claymore user. Doesn't talk about her normal attack, but it's probably just a regular normal attack for a Claymore user. I will say, though, this one was kind of the one that me and Pharaoh were probably the most 
excited to see because just how Hazo is a real close combat melee style catalyst user, Dory is kind mm-hmm. of the opposite where she's m- like a ranged claymore user, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Dory's elemental skill, spirit warding lamp, troubleshooter cannon, such a unnecessarily long name. She will fire this troubleshooter shot at opponents dealing electro damage and it creates two homing after sale service rounds that will automatically track opponents. So basically uh, electro damage from afar with an elemental skill. Um, I really like the animation for this because she kind of shoots it out of the, uh, the magic lamp the that lamp. she's got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have her elemental burst. Uh, it summons a genie that can connect to a nearby character, which will constantly regenerate their HP and elemental energy. And when the connector mm-hmm. between the genie and the character touches opponents, it will deal electro damage to them. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good support, right? And then kind of like kooky kind of where it's just kind of applying electro. I couldn't, I can I can't yeah. really see this applying a lot of damage. Kooky's got AOE on her. So like uh, overall, that's definitely better um, for the applic- application end. But yeah, like, I mean, this is probably going to have some, some niche application to it, but I can't imagine her being that good, but yeah, it's just more exciting just in, you know, terms of the character and how and she's the play style. Yeah. 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 I could kind of see where, you know, you probably fire off this skill to generate some particles for another electro character or something. And then, you would fire this burst off and I could see where this would be extremely helpful with co-op if they could do co-op right where Mm -hmm. you you know you fire off this burst you have the lamp and then your main goal is to just like sprint around with Dory to help heal but then also apply electro for like your your teammate but yeah but like you said it's probably just a little bit more niche compared to everything else that's going on yeah, I'm sure, like, I'm going to see videos saying, oh, my God, Dory God Comp, you know, like, sure. a couple of days after she's released and it's going to be very niche things and it'll be fun to mess around with, but ultimately not as good as most of the meta comps. Yep. Uh, Dory's exploration talent is Unexpected Order, which has a 25% chance to recover some of the materials used when crafting character and weapon materials. Uh, then we have Kali. Kali is the... Four-star rarity Dendro Bow user. So basically like the four-star version of Tanari. Mm-hmm. Her elemental skill, Floral Brush, throws out a floral ring that deals Dendro damage to targets it comes into contact with as it flies outwards and back. It's not even just like a Dendro, like a floral ring. It's literally her bow. Yeah, I don't know why this was so weird. They like, everyone avoided saying that she threw her bow for some reason. Everyone was referring to it as something else and i'm like guys she's just throwing her bow like i thought that was so weird yeah she's it's clearly i mean it kind of does look like a boomerang but clearly she's not holding on to anything when she throws this yeah so i don't know what the deal is but it's her bow she throws her bow people yep that's about it (laughs) i mean it looks cool Uh, yeah i mean it's yeah it's decent yeah her elemental elemental burst trump card kitty it summons a doll to go jumping around at a certain area, dealing continuous dendro damage to opponents within it. I could maybe see this doing being really good at like high constellations, but 
Yeah. yeah, it depending on what's like any secondary effects are, what the damage scaling is, what the duration is, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's so many things that go into if an ability is good or not. But the fact that it's AOE, uh, you know, decently sized AOE that has what I assume to be Dendro application on it, automatically puts her up to be like you know at least decently good as a Dendro applicator. Mm-hmm. So, um something there already for her so i would say that that's pretty good news cool um i really like her exploration talent uh kali's exploration talent is gliding champion of sumero decreases gliding stamina consumption for your own party members so you don't need to just like you don't have to use kali but if you have like kali on a team you can just have her in the team and you automatically are going to have decreased gliding stamina consumption which I like because you're going to be gliding around a whole lot while in Sumeru. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. like, doing exploration and stuff like that. And the name is really cool because she's in the manga and she has a really good, like, relationship with Amber. And they even mm-hmm. mention this on the special program. Like, does Sumeru actually have a gliding champion? And it's like, no, she just uses the name because Amber is a gliding champion in Mondstadt. So, right. Um, I did like that. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, new weapons and artifacts. So we have the Hunter's Path, which is the five-star rated bow. Uh, you can basically assume that this is Tanari's bow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the End of the Line, which is a four-star oh, bow. Um, basically, it's like the Fish Claymore for... Who was that? Was that Eula? I don't know. I think so. I it mu- I think it came out around the same time that Eula came out or something like that, but yeah. It's literally uh like a marlin. I'm pretty sure that's a marlin or a swordfish. Yeah, whatever. Um one of those <laughs> types of fish and um <laughs> it's a four-star bow. I'm assuming we're probably going to get this for free in like an event or something. I think we're going to have to fish for it. Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm ho- I'm hoping to god I don't have to fish for this <laughs> thing again. Uh it's funny that 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 you mentioned that. Oh, you know what? You're probably right because of something that we'll talk about in a little bit uh cuz it oh, it was mentioned. Uh, but you're probably right. So we do have new forgeable weapons. We have one of each kind. We have mm-hmm. King Squire, which is the bow, Sapwood Blade, which is the sword. Moon Piercer, Pole Arm, Forest Regalia, which is the Claymore, and Fruit of Fulfillment, which is the Catalyst. All Dendro-based forgeable weapons. Uh, I like that they're doing this because it's 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 nice that we're you know we're getting easy to obtain Dendro weapons. Assuming that, I w- I would think yeah. that we're probably getting like a new ore or something to forge these with that we'll probably have mm-hmm. to farm for in Sumeru or some kind of material that you'll have to farm for. Maybe like a type of wood or something because they're Stendro, but uh, they don't mention that, but they look cool. Yeah. New artifacts. We have the Deepwood Memories, uh, which the two-piece set for Deepwood Memories is an increased Dendro damage bonus of 15%. And the four-piece set is after an elemental skill or burst hits an opponent, the target's Dendro resistance will be decreased by 30% for eight seconds. This effect can be triggered even if the equipping character is not on the field. So potentially good for what would be Tanari or any really like off field dendro dps something like that or yeah. a dps yeah. that or an off field dps or off field support that you would then switch in a dendro user so they do more dendro damage basically yeah i mean the the key part of that is that that last sentence there that this effect can be triggered even if the equipping character is not on the field yep 
That's pretty nice. Yeah. So, um, and then we have the Gilded Dreams set. Gilded Dreams has a two-piece set effect of elemental elemental mastery plus eighty, and the four-piece set within eight seconds of triggering an elemental reaction. The character equipping this will obtain buffs based on the elemental type of the other party members. Attack is increased by fourteen percent for each party member whose elemental type is the same as the equipping character, and elemental mastery is increased by fifty. For every party member with a different elemental type, so it kind of goes hand in hand which one's better, um, which I really Mm -hmm. like. And each of the aforementioned buffs will count up to three characters. This effect can be triggered once every eight seconds. The character who equips this can still trigger its effects when not on the field. Um, Yes. So that set is good for multiple types of characters. Um... So if you have like a mono dendro team or really just any kind of mono team, one of these sets would probably be really interesting to have. Um, I would say this set would be good for any team that really goes with like Kuki, Yunjin, or, or not Kuki, I'm sorry, Yunjin, Yalan. Really any team that requires you to have multiple different um multiple different elements or that requires a lot of reactions, possibly the national team. I don't know the specifics, but yeah, I mean, there's benefits either way you do it. True. Right. right. It's so it definitely is going to come down to what your team comp is versus, you know, what specific character. Cause it's only, it is only the character who equips it gets the bonuses, but it can be triggered for that character off while they're off field. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it's still fairly niche, but you really have to, I see it being definitely a, a really, really good set. It's just definitely have to, it's the most team dependent set I think I've ever seen. Right. I think it's the only set really that, that doesn't give you a very concrete buff or effect where, you know, your team actually doesn't really matter all that much it's it's usually like the, the character dependent on who's wearing it where this one is kind of very flexible yeah exactly all right so we'll see yep new boss and enemies number one is the jade plume terror shroom uh so this is a new overworld boss i believe this boss has a special activated state where it will unleash more fearsome attacks until it becomes exhausted when the Jade Plume is not activated, it can be put into a burning state via the use of Pyro, which will cause it to become scorched. When scorched, it will spread spores around to create fungi in an attempt to escape the status. So it's kind of working against you, um, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of giving you an easy way out. But I don't know. I really like this. It's it's kind of making it's probably like the smartest boss we probably have. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. I, I like the fact that it's, I mean, that being said, I'll probably avoid it whenever I'm farming my bosses for the week because <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. But I would def- I respect it for the fact that it is probably going to be the most intelligent AI focused uh, boss that we have so far. Yep. Also looks super, super cool. Yeah. Pokemon basically, right? Mm-hmm. Because That's I, it looks like. yeah, I mean, I know they talked about how the the fungi actually evolved and then they when they talked about that in like a previous trailer they actually showed this like in the middle of that sentence so this is like an evolved version of like the fungi so very cool electro regis vine similar to cryo regis vine where it can create an organ or weakness at its roots in corolla when this type of organ starts to shift it will change regis vine state 
condensing into either a waxing stamen or a waning stamen. When these two stamens are present at the same time, they will unleash a powerful electrical explosion. So I yeah. could, I don't know, maybe this will be more interesting than the other ones, but I'm basically one-shotting all of them right now. So Pretty much, yeah. Um, so we'll see, but looks really cool. We also have the Ruin Drake, periodically release a torrent of energy and based on the previous main type of element damage it suffered, which increases its own elemental resistance against this element. So let's say you hit it with Pyro, it will release a torrent of energy that is Pyro energy, and it will increase its own elemental resistance to that Pyro element. Um, Don't fight this with mono teams and you'll be fine. Um, and then we have the Aramites, which are the the Fatui, the uh, treasure hoarders of Sumeru, basically. They don't really go yeah. too much into detail. And then the overworld Hillichurl, uh specters will just be the, the, the mushrooms, basically, that are floating around, which we kind of already get a little taste of them in the chasm right now, but you only, pretty sure you only see the hydro ones. Yeah. So uh, we'll probably get some more of those, obviously, Dendro, so they can drop some uh, Dendro materials. Uh, that's it for the enemies. So. What, mm-hmm. what did you say? I said I'm thinking so. Yeah. yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Yep. So we have the Archon and Story Quests. So we have Archon Quest Chapter 3. We have Act 1, Through the Mists of Smoke and Force Dark. And we have Act 2, The Morn a Thousand Roses Brings, which is the name of basically like this whole update. We have a new story quest for Tanari, uh, which will be Act 1, basically, of his story, obviously. They didn't mention a hangout event for Dory or Kali, so not sure if we're actually getting one. Um, but we'll see. I bet we will. I think we will. They just, they either, either Sora didn't include it on this, or I don't remember them even saying that we were going to get a hangout event, but... Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm just assuming that we are. They didn't. They didn't mention it. Right. So, yeah. uh, so now we have the new events for this update. Graven Innocence. This is the one that is going to give you the free Kali. So together with Kali, you will explore Sumeru to look for materials and help the craftsmen to gather inspiration. You can obtain creative notes to exchange for rewards, including a four-star character Kali. Uh, the rewards for this event: talent level up materials. It is very important to note that. The talent level up materials that they show in the picture are a new type of talent level up material. So mm-hmm. most likely the talent level up materials we're going to need for the Dendro characters. Uh, Prima Gems, you are going to get a Crown of Insight as well. Character XP materials, uh, the Mystic Enhancement or Mora, and Character Ascension materials. They do show some Dendro slivers or Amethyst slivers, so you're going to get some of those for Dendro characters as well. We have the Phase Trials, uh, which is a challenge event. And in this challenge event, it's going to provide a whole trial party for you. You won't be using any of your own characters. As usual, there will be a special potion buff that will stop times during combat. You will use the viewfinder to capture your opponent's weaknesses. It's kind of like a camera. The more weaknesses you capture, the higher damage they will receive. This seems interesting, but it's almost like almost looks too easy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, like the mechanic, the gimmick of the of the event makes it like it almost negligible that you're using trial characters. 
like if they give you trial characters for really hard events, it just seems like they're they're only making you use really built because I, because when they have you use the trial characters, they're leveled up. They have good artifacts. They have like good stats. Probably I would say above average stats. And now they're letting you use these super strong characters or decently strong characters, I should say. But they're letting you use them when it actually doesn't matter. But whatever. I'm I'm not gonna complain. Free like yeah, easy exactly. primos. So you will get prima gems, mora, character XP materials, mystic enhancement aura, character ascension materials, and weapon ascension materials. Also note that the weapon ascension materials shown. It does show like a scarab looking weapon essential material. So uh, probably going to be the new one that you get for the um, Dendro weapons. We have another event called Tablet Analytics. So on a cliff in the winds of Sumeru, the mysterious alchemist Hajanad, Hajanad is experimenting with her potent remelting tablets. Assist her research and take advantage of remelting tablets during combat to win great rewards in this one you will be provided some trial characters for you to choose from but you can use uh you can form your own party and basically you're going to randomly draw for a buff effect and use that in combat prima gems mora character xp materials blue version of the talent level up materials here you'll also get mystic enhancement or and a furnishing cauldron of herbs for your teapot. And I think this one is probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most. This one is the Lost Riches event. In this event, oh, they had a previous Lost Riches, and you kind of went around to different parts of Leeway, I believe, was the last one. And this was, like, right after I started playing. But I think the biggest takeaway from this event is that we're getting a free mini Sealy. Yeah. Uh, I would actually say two because it looks like the dendro, the green dendro mini sealy is new, and I would hope that they wouldn't let make you choose between the previous four that you can choose from or the dendro one. I I would hope that they'd give us the the green mini dendro sealy and then let you pick one, but I have no idea. Yeah, we'll have to see on that one. Yeah. Did you do you have the other one? Like, did you pick one? Yeah. Which one did you pick? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I picked the purple one. Okay. I think. I mean, I never actually used the Sealy. You don't? So, no. D- what I do you have? What do you have? What do you mean, what do I have? Like, what do you have equipped? Oh, I mean, I change it all the time, depending on... Like, I, I actually use the glider one a lot for okay. my... The speed? And Yeah, and then recently I've had it on uh, the, the ball. I forgot what it's called, but whenever we went to the um, New Islands, like, there was something there from... The original time whenever it opened up and you could throw it through the hoop and so i was seeing if that was a thing again so i applied it and was using there so what are you talking yeah, I about just put on random do you know what? the tamari ball yeah the tamari ball what do you mean throw it through the hoop there's a hoop on the um <sighs> it doesn't do anything i think it's an homage to the original in the original like you use the tamari ball and you threw it through the hoop mm. and then I, something happened i don't remember what it was but in this one I tried to do it, and it, it didn't do anything. So. Boring. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I also capture animals all the time and stuff like that. So oh, true. I do need to capture more animals. The Pokemon yeah. Master in me needs to come out a little bit more. Exactly. All right. In this event, Lost Riches, obviously, uh, Omen's going to come back. He's going to be troubled by something. You're going to help him out. Prima Gems, 
Mystic Enhanced Materials, Character XP Materials, Mora, Talent Level Up Materials, Weapon Essential Materials, Mini Sealy. And then Pharaoh's favorite, favorite, favorite event of all, <laughs> Ley Line Overflow. Get your Character XP Materials, get your Mora. This limited time double drops for Ley Line Overflows. Come and get it while it's hot. No other uh, things. They they probably, they, you know what? I will say this, to your point, to prove your point mm-hmm. even further, they literally, this was like a side mention. This wasn't even like a, they didn't feature this. They were just like, oh yeah, ley line overflow, get your extra stuff. Okay, moving on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is a throw-in. Yeah. They don't mention this, but I would assume that just like every single other ley line overflow that they do between every update, it's going to last seven days. So yeah, just prepare yourself for that. Elemental reactions. They gave us a little bit more info on this. They mm-hmm. kind of cleared up some confusion, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we're going to talk about the reactions between pyro, hydro, and electro to dendro. So bloom, when creatures are affected by hydro and dendro reaction, the bloom reaction will occur and it will generate a dendro core. Only a certain number of these dendro cores can exist at the same time. If new ones are created once this limit is reached or if the duration of the existing dendro cores ends, the pre-existing dendro cores will explode. Uh, dealing AOE dendro damage, which they did not mention before. They kind of just made it seem like it was going to be like a heal, right? Oh, oh, yeah, before before this uh, trailer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Very cool. I like that it's going to explode and deal some AOE dendro damage. That's really cool. We have burning. When dendro cores interact with pyro, it will trigger burning, causing even greater AOE dendro damage. The reaction is burning between fire and dendro. It's just going to do more... AOE dendro damage. Mm. And then I forget what this one was called. Was it called Catalyze? Oh, I don't remember the name of it. I don't even think they mentioned it in the um the name of it at least in the um event. Well, they so. they mentioned it before. Um I don't remember. I'll try to I'll try to think of it. Okay. If not, it's just the um, electro reaction with dendro. It's going to cause dendro cores to transform into homing sprawling shots. They're just going to home and hit and attack the character or the enemy. So very similar to like Tenari's skill, basically. We also have quicken and aggravate. This occurs when creatures are affected by electro and dendro, which will render them quickened. When a quickened entity is attacked by electro, they will trigger aggravate reaction increasing the electro damage dealt by this attack. And then we have spread. When a quickened entity is attacked by dendro, they will trigger the spread reaction, increasing the dendro damage dealt by this attack. So there's two different reactions between electro and dendro, just like how there is a different effect for vaporized enemies based on whether or not which one actually triggers the reaction. So I think if you do a vape uh, reaction, between pyro and hydro if you do pyro as the trigger it's going to do 1.5 times and then i think if you do hydro it's double two times so it's very similar in that way and in the way that it works it's just instead of doing less or more damage which is pretty much just like why wouldn't you do hydro first or hydro second i should say because that's the one that triggers it and it does double like that's kind of like asinine but um, yeah. it's just doing a completely different uh, effect, which I, I like. Um, we talked about the new adjustments. Intensify. 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 Thank you. Yes, that's what it's called. There we go. The new adjustments. We already talked about that. 
So we already we already mentioned um, the five week adjustment for the update period. This is we're getting into the stuff that everybody loves. Here we go. The Mystic <laughs> Offering. So all five star artifacts that were updated before version 1.2 can now be obtained via conversion through the Mystic Offering system. So all those five star artifacts that you've been holding on to that have, that are trash, save them. So we were going to talk about this in a in a bonus episode, but we might as well mention it now because I feel like we'd be doing listeners a disservice if we didn't. So if you have trash artifacts that are five stars, I know before I was using a lot of my five stars for like level fodder, especially if they were like extremely bad, you might as well just save onto them because now you're going to be able to put them into a strong box or towards a strong box. You can use three artifacts and then you get a new artifact out of it. And, but it basically... Unlike rolling in a domain where you're basically fighting against RNG to get one of two different sets, you can basically choose which set you want this artifact to roll on. So it kind of eliminates a little bit of RNG on your part. You still obviously have to fight the RNG of getting the main stat and then the good substats, but it's just an extra roll. Do you feel like this is like worth it? Um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I think over time, the more you play... Uh, the more it is worth it just because, you know, even though you whenever you eat an item that you've leveled for another item, right, you get a little bit of a like if you feed a 20 to a level one, I think you end up getting like a 17 out of it. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a diminishing return, but right. Exactly. So I think that over time, as you've uh, like amassed a whole bunch of highly leveled ones, your need for new level up fodder is you know, going to go down by quite a bit. So I think the more and lo- the more you played, the longer you played, uh, the more the farming becomes the issue rather than the uh, material needed to level up. So gotcha. Yeah, I think at the beginning though, you're probably going to need more um, of these for for leveling up rather than the farm. Right. So. I agree. Okay. New gadgets. So we are getting the boon of the elder tree which will help you obtain wood materials from nearby trees in an AoE. Obviously, there's there's going to be a cooldown. They actually took a screenshot of the of the uh, Traveler using this gadget. Looks like the cooldown is probably going to be about 14 seconds, I should say, or maybe 15, actually, because it's on mm-hmm. a timer. Part of it's used up, and it's at 13.1. So I'd say like a 15-second timer, but you can use this to mass collect wood instead of you running up and hitting a tree. This is a hot topic in our Discord chat because a lot of a lot of people did not know this. So, and which is this is something that because I was extremely into the teapot when I first unlocked it, I was just like I need like meta info on wood collecting. So there were people who obviously tried to just attack the same tree over and over again, but were unsuccessful. But if you don't know and it is going to be null information basically once this comes out, but you can get up to three pieces of wood. I think Edo might be the only one that actually increases it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So you can get up to five pieces of wood with it. Okay. Um, And it procs quite often too. Yeah. But base mod, like base model, (laughs) um, (laughs) base. Everyone's a base model versus Edo. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if you do not have Edo, then you're obviously not using him to obtain more wood. But the base rewards for farming wood is you're going to hit the tree three times and you should get three 
pieces of wood for each tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend that you use a polearm user because generally their normal attacks are um, a lot higher, like a higher normal attack speed, and you mm-hmm. can therefore generate more more wood faster. So you're going to generate three hits. If you you need to work on the timing because if you hit it way too fast, it kind of blends together and exactly. and you miss wood. So that's a tip for you. But you're going to hit each tree three times. By the time you hit the tenth tree, the first tree is going to reset. And then when you go back to that first tree and hit it again, the second tree that you hit before, which is technically your eleventh tree, is going to reset. So every 10 trees, the first one resets. And that's kind of how it works. Because I know a lot of people were thinking, oh, it's just like every other material where I pick these three wind wheel asters from, you know, the Statue of the Seven in Mondstadt, and then they don't respawn for like another two days or whatever it is. So that's that's how the trees work. But obviously with this, it's going to be a lot easier because you can just kind of mass farm, you know, trees to get wood. And then... um you can hit like run real quick, hit a couple. And then when the skill or the gadget refreshes, you can do it again. I just don't know how much wood you're going to get each time you do this. I don't know if it automatically farms all three pieces or even if Edo's uh, character uh, exploration talent, if that like kind of stacks on top of this gadget, we don't know. Yeah. That's my question. Cause I, I would imagine that it's going to pull max amount. Otherwise it would be honestly pretty worthless. So, yeah, it'd honestly be a bigger pain in the ass than it would if it even existed. So, yeah, so I would say that it's probably going to pull max. But Mm -hmm. my big question is, if you have Ito in your party, does it pull his max? That would be epic. So true. Very true. I'd even be okay if it like if it didn't proc all the time, but still. Yeah, but still did do the max when it did proc. I, I still think that would be worth it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we got another gadget, Ultra Hot Burner Lamp Test Model. Such a ridiculous name. Um, <laughs> consumes ores using this gadget to increase the efficiency of processing food. I don't think this is a good gadget. Yeah, it's not. You're going to want to save this ore for a prop, most likely teapot stuff, especially because now that Sumer is coming out, you're g- we're going to most likely have another realm come out. I, I don't think it's really that important to accelerate time for the food. I mean, if you're a new player, I can't even say that because you want to use all those, all the uh, the magical ore for enhancement ore for your weapon. Yeah. You want the white iron chunks and the iron chunks for weapons and for what's the word I'm looking for? You want to use that for the teapot stuff. So I guess if you don't care about teapot or leveling up your weapons, then I guess go for the food. But you can pretty much. I, I think this is never worth it. Yeah. So it doesn't make any, unless they're going to do something new with food in Sumeru that we have not heard of yet. That is I don't true. See this being a thing. That so. is true. You have a good point yeah. there. So let's, I mean, judging by a book by its cover, this is, this is pointless. Yeah. Okay. Um, And now this is the part where I, I was talking about before, where I do believe that, that uh, Bo, the fish bow is going to come from, from this. So, <laughs> We have the fishing line stabilizer. This gadget can be used based on the number of fish caught in the past. When you are within the ideal tension zone, different levels of buff effects are provided. Um, They don't mention the buffs. I don't think they did in the live stream anyway. 
No. Um, but generally, that's it. I don't think I'm missing anything. No, I think that's it. Overall, I've heard some people are kind of worried about Sumeru. I've heard people feel like this was kind of meh. What are your thoughts? Overall, I do... I don't know. I, I, I wished that I would have seen some really big game-changing news, but I... I I feel like this is subjective, though, because, you know, I, I really thought we were going to get maybe like an announcement about better multiplayer or something. I don't know. I thought we were going to get something just bigger functionality. Better endgame content. Yeah, like, but I, I, don't, I don't think we are. And I think maybe because we didn't this time, maybe I should give up on the thought of that forever. But um, yeah, like, I don't think it was bad, but I... I I did kind of think in the back of my mind that we were going to be getting something a little more like, whoa, you know? Yeah. Is what it is. Still still really looking forward to it. The, the biggest and best thing about this update for me is just the the scope of the environment, how big it is, um, the dynamics of the different uh, environment types. Like those kinds of things are really, really cool. Just the the general progress of the narrative that's going to be really nice. But other than that, I I think it is a little bit um, just lackluster. You know, more of the same. Yeah. yeah, I can kind of see where people are coming from. Uh, that was probably like one of the biggest, like the top things that people were hoping for was the better end game content. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of makes you feel like if it's not coming out now, then it mm-hmm. most likely isn't coming out. Exactly, yeah. So this was like the death of that in my mind. Yeah, I will also say, though, that I kind of am still, you can call me a foolish believer, but based on the the current event that is running right now, Reminiscent Regimen, which is kind of like an intro to actual in-game co-op like content even if it's still like super easy and not so end game and also just the fact that listen dendro didn't wasn't even released yet i could you can only assume that there are still things that they actually need to like iron out maybe before they implement that but like i said it still kind of makes you feel like really like this is probably like one of the biggest updates so if you're not gonna like if they didn't do it now it's can kind of see where people kind of feel a little hopeless with endgame content, but they do do a good job at just drip feeding the content and making it last. They keep they me coming that back expertly. Yeah. So exactly. overall, I'm 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 just super excited, and it kind of just goes hand in hand with what you said the the diversity of the environment, the fauna, the flora, everything that they showed. Um, not even in this program but in like the previous the few previous trailers that we got just like the diversity of everything yeah is what really draws me in and that is kind of what draws me into every single game especially rpgs because just exploring for me is the fun part yeah yeah i definitely agree that's a huge aspect of it yeah and i'm a big fan of of water but if if not water it's just like thick lush jungle plant areas so all right Let's wrap this up because I didn't even realize how far into the actual this episode we are. A heavy episode, yeah. So we'll do wish of the week. I need to boot yep. up real quick. Okay. So 
I keep going first, so why don't you kind of vape by talking a little bit about your your very unsuccessful pulls recently? Yeah, so mine's quick, but you know, I was planning on getting uh C two. That was my goal for um Yoimiya. I went all the way to the tippy top of polls. I'm pretty sure I was on like eighty five or something like that. Oof. For my polls, which is crazy. Yeah. Until I finally got one and it was a kaching. And I was like, oh, I hate you. Oh, and so, no. Yeah. I have her at C3 now, I think, or something. Um, so, yeah, that was annoying. And um, what is her C3? Let's see. Oh, it just increases the um the skill. Not the skill. Is it the skill? I don't remember, but yeah, I, be- I believe it is an increase of, of a, a skill. Yeah. Um, but regardless, like, I don't use her. I'm never really going to use her. So, yeah, it is what it is there. Um, it's actually her And burst. now I'm, I'm like 80 pulls in. So I, I did get her on my next one because it was guaranteed. Once again, I had to get to max pulls to get her. I think I was at like... At least 78, or I shouldn't say max, but it was like 78 pulls or so this time until I got her. So that hurt. And already now, so I I, I finally have her, but now I'm on, uh, I want to say pull like 60 something already. Yeah, so and you're kind of pushing it. Oh, it's it's eating up everything. I've already dropped 200 bucks on it. I'm getting really frustrated. So at this point, I think I might bail on the getting C2 Yoimiya and just waiting because I have Sino and the Dendro Archon coming. So I think I might just, I have a, you know, a guaranteed. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell you that part too. Okay. So I have, um, I failed again um, on my pick. So I ended up getting, who was it? Well, for Mona? no. Yeah. You got Mona because I remember, no, no, no. That was before. That was before whenever I lost my 50-50. I lost two 50-50s because my next one that I'm pulling on, that I'm like 60 deep on, is... Um, you Did you get Chi-Chi? No, it wasn't Chi-Chi. Oh, man. Who was it? Oh, it was Gene. That's right. Gene. So do you have so a C5? I got a, I got a Ka-Ching and I got a Gene. So C5 Gene now? C5 Gene. Which That's C5 right. Gene so, is... So I have C4, which is like... Uh, yeah, so C five is just the uh, the level up for her skill, the which three which I mean yeah. is not that bad because you do want to use her skill because it's a good particle. Yeah, it's good to get particles. Still, but... at the end of the day, I'm bleeding money <laughs> to yeah, try to get this character. Yeah, that is rough. So I, and I've been on max ones for every single one, and I've lost every single fifty fifty. Oh no! So I have a guaranteed locked and loaded. I'm on like sixty, and I'm thinking I'm gonna abandon Yoimiya because apparently she does not like me at all. So I'm not gonna get her. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she's gonna have to stick to C zero. So, yeah, that's that's Dang, much that's but crazy. I'm, I'm gonna pull one more right now, um, to see what I get. And you're at around I'm, sixty or so. You said, yeah, I think I'm on like okay. sixty five or so. Gotcha. Right, let me see. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and pull. Go ahead. Okay, oh, purple and uh, Zinya. Okay, you probably already have her at C six then. Oh yeah, yeah. This is yeah. nothing. I've got her at like C20 at this at this point. <laughs> I didn't go that high. I'm pretty sure I went to about, oh, I went to exactly 75. So we got done re-recording our episode since we lost the last episode. So we re-recorded and then 
I was messing around with my luck and I said if I don't pull a fi- if I pull a five star on the bot in Discord, then I would pull for Yoimiya. So I didn't get it. So I didn't pull. And then one member in the Discord said if I pull a five star, then then I sh- then I need to pull on Yoimiya. So I was like okay, and I knew what the pity was because they were at like 70 pity. So it was like a very like high probability that they were going to pull five star and they did. So I, I stayed true to my word. I went on a discord live stream, like mid editing the episode as if I wasn't on a time crunch before. And I did five pulls and on the fifth one, I got you and me. Now I'm kicking myself in the ass because that was a guaranteed. And I should, I should have been smarter and thought about, hey, maybe they're going to, you know, release Tenari with Zhongli. But, you know, I didn't really think that they'd do that. I thought they'd be a little bit nicer and maybe run Tenari with a rerun character that I don't care about. Instead, right. they they did it with Zhongli. So now I'm, like, kind of really pissed off at myself. And the reason why I'm kind of doing the, you know, spending, like, hundred and you know fifty bucks to try to pull for Tenari and Zhongli and hopefully get them both because now... I probably wouldn't have even needed to spend that much because I was guaranteed to get one of them. And instead, I i don't want to say I wasted it on Yoi, but I wasted it on Yoi. <laughs> Considering you need uh, Zhongli, then yeah, I, I would agree with you. So I'm only at nine pity because I kind of figured out uh, my pity is really low. So if I do, or I'm, yeah, basically nine or 10 pity, I forget which one I'm at, but I kind of thought, okay, well, I'll just do a 10 pull. Because if I get another Yoimiya in within ten pulls, I wouldn't be mad about it because like an early, early whatever. And then plus, if I lost my fifty-fifty, I wouldn't be mad about it because I would have lost it at ten. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna do one pull on Yoi. I'm doing that right now, and it's just blue, thankfully. <laughs> so just slingshot four star or three star bow. I am going to save the rest for well i mean next week seven days we're still not gonna have uh sumeru so yeah you're gonna have to pull on it one more time yeah i think the shop does the shop refresh by then i'm not really sure the shop resets in 17 days the shop doesn't even reset by then so yeah whatever man that's so far wow that's much further than i thought okay i mean i'd always reset somewhere during the current banner so yeah not that big of a deal but anyway all right question of the week let's run through it okay (laughs) given i like this one this is from agbara given what you've learned from playing genshin what advice would you give yourself when you first started do you got one ready for this yeah don't don't waste your prima gems by pulling on characters that you don't really want and and wasting a guaranteed pull i do have a good one though i'm a I really wanted, there were characters that I really wanted and I was kind of not starving for Prima Gems, but I just wanted as much as I could in the moment just so I could keep pulling because I was like addicted to the pull. And one of the things that I did was there are challenges in the Adventure's Handbook that give you fates and those challenges include like level up an artifact to level 20, level up five artifacts to level 20. And what I would do and this was before they added the sanctifying essence or whatever, which is like the leveling up material for artifacts. It was before they added mm-hmm. that I was just wasting artifacts on level fodder 
to get these five-star artifacts to uh, level 20 because I wanted the fates, but not only that, I was getting maidens pieces, which looking back, I'm just like thinking to myself, you don't need maidens pieces. Like no, barely anybody uses a maidens piece. And what I wasn't putting into consideration was, oh yeah, sure. It's a five-star maidens piece that you're going to get or a four-star maidens piece or whatever, but you still need the RNG to be on your side. So I wasted all the artifacts that I had as level mm -hmm. fodder on artifacts that were kind of subpar and weren't even good to just get an artifact that I really didn't even roll for because the main stat wasn't the one that I wanted. And on top of that, by the time that I got all the maidens pieces, the character that I would have used them for was just like kind of not really necessary or there were other characters that were better. And I really just did it for the fates, which it could have waited. So yeah, I, to sum it all up, I would, I would honestly just say, just be patient and be careful with what you use to like what you prioritize and, and don't feel obligated to rush to get gems or fates because of a character. Because if, if there is one thing that I did learn it's that you you will see that character again and it, it'll be way sooner than you think because and they've proven this plenty of times where we get characters super quick and you see you I've seen this with Chow's banner specifically and now Zhang Li because this is like Zhang Li's like four three run or something like that. So so yeah. I do have one other one. And it's mm -hmm. to try to use only three star lock out your four star weapons for leveling up your weapons and try to stick to just using the mystic enhancement or because some of the chests in the early regions do give you weapons that you can only get from those chests and nowhere else and you will lose those weapons if you use them for level up fodder like i did yeah so watch out for that and it's not like you know some of them are I'll be honest, I haven't ran into a character had a had one of those weapons that came from exploration chests being its best in slot over another four star. I haven't ran into that at all, but it's just it I just wish that like I wouldn't have used it as level up fodder. And I actually did it with right. Albedo's four star weapon that got released with him. I think it was called Festering Desire, and I yeah. used that for fodder. And it's gone now. Oh, so, God. yeah. <laughs> well, those are good. Um, I would say number one for me is don't see six your Bennett. Um, that's just... That is a good one. I didn't, I didn't do it, uh, luckily, but I know plenty of people who did, and they regret it. So, number one, don't see six your Bennett. Uh, number two would be... I definitely agree with... Uh, so, like, the same thing as you, basically, but, like, a slight caveat would be, you know... Don't feel like you have to pull every single new character that comes out. It is better if you're looking to just crush content, right? Like including, you know, the quote unquote end game content, um, which is the uh, the abyss. If you if you want to crush that content, it's much better to just stick on, you know, basically six characters like make or I'm sorry, uh, not six, eight characters make two teams of, of four. And then your main DPS is it's better to just stack duplicates to get their constellations up to at least C2. And you'll be able to crush with those characters basically everything. 
And so you don't necessarily need anyone else after that. Um, if you're looking to really just clear your content fast and then you can just pull on pull C zeros of, of whoever you want. Um, second thing would also be definitely don't feel like you need weapons. Uh, that kind of goes along with, um, if you want to go the route like I have of just like, you know, having two like crazy big powerful teams, if you want to pull on weapons for them, do it, but don't pull on weapons for anyone that you're going to basically see zero. It's just typically not worth it. Um, and it takes way more primos. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the weapon banner yeah. is not as forgiving as the character banner. Yeah, not at all. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are mine. Why Explain why they don't want to see Sixter Bennett, because you just sound like a crazy person right now until you explain yourself. Yeah, so basically whenever you see Sixter Bennett, it turns all damage into fire, uh, all damage inside of the AoE into um, pyro damage. So you don't want to do that for a lot of characters, which granted, we do have some newer characters that will override that. It will say specifically, you know, whenever they use their burst or whatever, like the damage type cannot be overrided. Um, But there's still lots of old characters where that damage will be overrided. Um, And so, yeah, it's a it's a big problem and it will ruin a lot of team comps for you. And it's just not good. So Mm -hmm. it's much better to just C5 him and keep him there forever deal with the red dot that's always next to his face <laughs> yeah that's gonna bother me when i when i um well yeah when, when i get him i think you're there now aren't you well i'm at c5 but the red dot's not there because i haven't pulled a bennett so as long as oh, i okay, get lucky gotcha. then i won't i won't be conned into it but it's yeah. gonna be tough for me and i hope i don't just like i hope i never stop playing genshin so i never have like a bunch of red exclamation points or whatever because if i do i feel like I'm just going to try to just like rifle through all the red exclamation points and try to get them all off my screen and then accidentally do it and then hate myself. Yeah. Well, and also just, a you know, as a caveat to that one as well, I just want to say the reason why I specifically mentioned Bennett is because Bennett is hands down the most useful character in this game. As far as a support character, he has an amazing buff um, for damage and he has an amazing heal. So he is literally like useful on every single team comp. So definitely uh, utilize him if you have him for sure. Good question. That's it. Yeah. And that was from Agbara. Yeah. I already mentioned that in our discord channel. Yeah. Barrow, where can they find you? Um, yeah. So you can go to uh, the uh, discord.me forward slash the directive. Um, that's a discord that we have, uh, for all of, uh, many podcasts that I do and it's a kind of a gaming network. So head over there if you want to hang out, play some games and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can also go to the podcast Chronicles of Runeterra. It's about Arcane, which is a TV show based on League of Legends. Um, check that out there. And, uh, the Dislight Directive, which is a podcast based on, uh, the game Dislight, the mobile game Dislight. So, yeah, all those things. Awesome. If you guys want to get a hold of the show, we are on Twitter at HoyoCast, uh, on Discord, discord.me forward slash The Resonance. If you guys want to get in there, we do giveaways, different server events. And with Sumer coming out, we're going to do a lot more stuff co op wise. I am, I did start an alt account, which I haven't really been playing because Tower Fantasy came out, but I do plan on. Um, trying to run through uh, my alt EU account to have some more EU uh, stuff going on so our EU friends can 
come in and take part in in-game events that we hold. Um, mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else? I'm on Hoya Lab as Ambiguous HD. Uh, so you can also find me there. Uh, this has been another episode of The Resonance. And when we come back, we'll probably have a little bit of news. And then after that, we won't see you guys until after Sumeru drops. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the episode. And we'll talk to you guys in seven days. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.